2: Oh, okay. So I'm glad you brought that up. All right. The umpiring, the home plate umpire was John Kibler. who well, I'm not that familiar with. There's a few of those guys I, I'd remember, like Ed Montague, Henry Stad, Joe Brinkman, Dale Ford. Actually, I knew all the umpires. The only one I did not know was the home plate umpire, John Kibler. I don't remember him for whatever reason. His strike zone was abysmal. Like I'm watching this game. I think it was the first batter of the game was Wade box top of the first inning. And I'm commenting angrily to my dad. That's a ball. They called it a strike. That's a strike. They called it a ball. What the hell is going on? Where's my strike zone box when I need it? Like it seemed if we could go back in time and judge the performance of Kibler calling balls and strikes that it was really, really bad, which is something I've always brought this up to Joe to Beningo whenever he's brought this up about how bad umpires are even referees in the NFL. I'd argue them; they're better today than they were back then. You no, know, it doesn't mean they're perfect now. Doesn't mean I'm celebrating umpires now. But that strike zone—did anybody watch this game and feel like that strike zone looked accurate at all? It didn't. No, it was it terrible. Like it was all over the place. It was awful, and it, it shows too with the, with the strikeouts. I mean, there was there was few. It wasn't until um, Sid came into the game that the Mets even got their first strikeout. Well, Hoff, Hoff, you're so right about that. When you just look at, okay, this game was 1986. We're in 2023. What's the biggest difference? Like what's the number one thing that's different in the sport? The number one, it is not even close is what you just said. The strikeouts. So New York met pitching struck out six batters, which is nothing this day and age. Seven. Red Sox pitching struck out three batters. That's it. All by Bruce Hurst in the first five innings. The Mets did not strike out from the sixth inning on. So now a lot of that is approach. The, the approach is just completely different. A lot of it is guys aren't throwing 99 mile an hour sliders. Uh, you know, I'm watching uh, Al Nipper pitch and I'm like, I think I could hit him. I think I could get to Al Nipper, Joe Sambito. I think I could get a base hit off of him. So there are a few reasons for that, but yeah, like guys aren't striking out. Now, to your point, when do you pull Ron Darling? When do you get him out of the game? I thought I would have been antsy with Buckner in the third inning, or the second inning, I should say. I would have been very, very antsy. Third inning, he gets through it, because remember that leadoff single we talked about, Rice gets thrown out at second, gets the next two guys out. Now the fourth inning, and this is where Davey made the move. He hits Dave Henderson right off the top. Spike Owen hits the crap out of the ball, but hits it right at Darrow, and Bruce Hurst gets the bunt down. Runner on second, one out, Wade Boggs coming up. And Davey was spot on because that's when Davey went out and said, we're done. Ronnie, I appreciate it. Thank you for your service. Thank you for your time. You gave up an RBI single to Wade Boggs a few innings earlier. And years and years before the theory that you can't have a starter go through the lineup a third time around, Davy Johnson says, well, in Game 7, I agree. And he goes to El Cid. And let us spend a few minutes talking about the utter brilliance of El Cid Fernandez. Because the New York Mets do not win the World Series, if not for El Cid. It is a 3-0 game. He ends up walking Wade Boggs, by the way. So he doesn't even get Wade out. And there's two on, there's two out, and here's Marty Barrett. And it's a 3 nothing game. And here it is. Game's on the line. And Sid bears down, gets him to fly out the straw, gets through the inning, and then retires the next six guys. And at your point, Pete, is striking guys out. Strikes out four of those six guys to keep the game close. And it's funny, when he got through the fifth, he got through the heart of the order, he struck out the last two guys he faced, the crowd's electric. And Vin Scully says, I wonder if this will get the Met bats going. And they look so goddamn limp in the bottom of the fifth inning that it did not get them going. Thank you, Vin. It did not work, you jinx. You son of a bitch. But then, after El Sid... Got through another dominant sixth inning. The New York Met bats awoke. The New York Met bats said, all right, Bruce, Bruce Hurst, you've been very, very dominant, but things are about to change. Bruce gets the first guy out, Rafael Santana. So let's, let's remind ourselves where we are. It's 3-0 Red Sox. It's the bottom of the sixth inning. There's one out and nobody on. The Boston Red Sox are 11 outs away from winning a World Series. Obviously, not the cry of two nights earlier when they are a strike away from winning the World Series, but the Mets are down 3 0. And here's a golf clap for Lee Mazzilli because Lee Mazzilli was the guy pinch hitting for Sid Fernandez. I, I could argue right now, most important at bat of the game, right here and there, because the rally's got to start somewhere. You're down 3 nothing. Like, you got to do something. It's the bottom of the sixth inning. Can't let this thing go to the seventh, eighth, and ninth and hope for Magic again. And Lee comes through with a nice clutch ground ball base hit in the left field. Runner on first. One out. Here's Mookie. Jumps on the first pitch. Base hit the left field. You can feel things are changing now. First and second. One out. Timmy Tuffle at the plate. And now Bruce Hurst is starting to feel it. And this is where McNamara may have screwed the pooch here. I know he didn't love his bullpen. How could you trust Bob Stanley? How could you trust Calvin Schiraldi? He never went to a few of his relievers. Oil can Boyd's available, but is he? He's sitting there in the dugout looking confused. Nobody knows. But Bruce Hurst is losing the strike zone and he walks Tuffle. And now the bases are loaded and there's one out and Keith's coming up and it's like, hello? Like, I know Bruce was dominating for the first five innings, but what's going to happen now? And on the second pitch, Keith Hernandez rips that line drive to left center field, and right there, everything felt different. Two runs come in. It's three to two. Tuffle, it goes first to third, and then Davey pinch runs for him, which I thought was interesting. Didn't pinch run for him immediately. Waits till he gets to third before he takes Tuffle out for Wally Backman. And here comes Gary Carter. And this was also an insane play. 3-2, first and third, one out. Gary, it's a blooper to right. Dwight Evans makes a diving attempt. He does not catch it. Keith Hernandez is caught between first and second, is thrown out at second base. No big deal, runs scores it's a tie game, and Keith wanted to murder somebody. Keith's like, "Hey Jim Edmonds, hey Dale Ford, can you signal if the ball's caught or not, and I, I got I to gotta say this, though, after watching the replay, I don't think the umpires did anything wrong. I think it was just a very, very tough play to call, and once that ball is loose and they're signaling uh, the safe sign, which means he didn't catch it, there just wasn't a lot of time. And very quickly, Dwight Evans got up, made the throw to second, keeps out at second base. But was he? Did I didn't see a tag perfectly that's one of those things i would have played on that too it's a force you don't need to tag him remember because the ball fell in so carter's going to first all he's got to do is force him at second base remember
1: as we turn the corner into the new year a lot of people are looking to get healthier that includes Hero Bread, who have just launched their new recipe using heart healthy olive oil. Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients.
2: Didn't, wasn't there a tag on that play? I know that he, he didn't have to, but I thought he did though. I thought that's what they call the ruled about on the tag. Uh that's I'm what, trying. okay. That one, I, you know what? I don't remember. I think that it was just, they threw him out at second base and foot was on the bag didn't matter, but it was one of those weird things where I understand Keith being upset, but in that moment, I'm at chase stadium. I'm just so freaking excited. I tied the game. We're down three, nothing thing feels, things feel like dead. And I come back, and I'm at least able to tie the game. I did like though the the home plate umpire going up to Keith, him not wanting any of it, just basically tossing and like roll, throwing his his helmet on the ground. I felt like he had a little. The I mean, Keith was such a badass. He oh, really yeah. freaking was, dude. No, I he, he was awesome. He was awesome. Dowell lines out, inning's over, but tie game. Everything feels great. Now the key was Sid's out of the game. You got to keep this game tied. And a Roger McDowell's credit. One, two, three, seventh inning. Very quickly, too. Credit to Keith Hernandez, who made a very good defensive play on the Wade Boggs little chopper to third. And Knight made a low throw to first. Keith scoops it out. I know it's like a small glimpse. We didn't get, you know, it's one game. But Keith giving you a little reminder of how brilliant defensively he is. Maybe he was as good defensively as Rico. Maybe it's possible that he's on the side. I'm screwing around. (laughs) I know how great he is. Bottom of the seventh inning. Here comes Calvin Schiraldi, the former Met farmhand, and he did not wait. It was a prompt rain night. home run the left, Mets take the lead. Now, I get it. You're in the building, Mets are down 3-0, they score 3 in the 6th, Ray Knight goes deep in the 7th. Now I believe my dad if he wants to say, we're never losing this game. Now I believe him. Now I say, okay, fine. I get it. Uh, Kevin Mitchell gets pinch hit for with Lenny Dykstra, who comes through with a single. And then we see the game get slowed down because Lenny's a threat to steal. He's a threat to steal. And Chiraldi throws over and Chiraldi throws over and Chiraldi throws over first pitch to Santana. Pitch out, and it's wild, and Dykstra goes to second. That was tremendous. I miss that in today's age. Like We don't get that very often. First of all, you can't do that anymore. You can't pick off five times in a row. But nevertheless, a pitch out. Like We don't see pitch outs anymore. And a wild pitch out by a clearly shooken Calvin Chiraldi. Underrated hit in this game. Rafael Santana, RBI single right over first. Mets up by two runs. Boom, boom, boom. McDowell lays down the bunt. We've already seen more bunts in this game than we did the entire 2022 season. (laughs) Right, Right out of the gate. Then McNamara makes a very interesting decision. Very interesting. He goes to the lefty, Sambito, who walks Mookie Wilson. Then can't throw a strike to Wally Backman. And now the bases are jacked for Keith, who drives in the insurance run sacrifice fly. Three run lead, 6 3. Ball game's over, right? No big deal. It's done. Good night. We'll see you later. And then the Red Sox rally. That made me nervous. Like I know the result and I'm nervous. Very, very nervous. Oh, yeah. One other thing. I want to go real quick back to the seventh inning. Bill Buckner on the bunt by McDowell had an easy out at second base and instead looked at second, hesitated, got the sure out at first. I guess you could argue it didn't make a difference because of, I know I guess it would have made a difference because they intentionally walked the next hitter. They're not intentionally walking the next hitter if Bill makes the play at second base. So a little bit of a defensive miscue by Billy Buckner. I feel bad picking on him.
0: <laughs> I feel bad
2: bashing him, but come on, Billy. Can you throw the ball to second base? Were you afraid. Anything's gonna happen. What, Listen, you know? he just messed up the day before he's overthinking things. He really? <laughs> he is. Clearly. He's overthinking it. The the rally by the Sox in the eighth inning was frightening. So McDowell stays in, rightfully so, at a one, two, three, seventh. Got no issue with that. Stay in the game to lay down the bunt. Gives up a leadoff hit to Billy Buckner. Credit to Buckner. Guy's hitting still. I can't can't feel the position for a lick. Letting balls go through his legs. Not throwing a second base on an easy bunt out at second base. Leadoff single. And then this is the play. This is the play that could live in Met history. But it doesn't. Jim Rice rips a ball to shortstop. If you're Rafael Santana, you got to make this play. Like, dude, Rafi, Rafi, why are you here? Like, what are you doing here? Now, granted, inning earlier, you came through with an RBI single, and that was great, but you're not here for your stick. You're here for your glove. So when Jim Rice hits a ball that's right at you, make the goddamn play. (laughs) I mean, am I wrong? That's a double play in your back pocket. Like, what are we doing? What are we doing? And and I'm waiting for Vin to say, you know, the official score is going to take a look. They didn't even look at it. They're just like, oh, it's a base hit. Base hit my ass. Santana's got to make that play. And then, of course, what happens? Dwight Evans rips a two-run double, and all of a sudden, like, it's a one-run game, and the tying runs on second. Like, what the hell is going on here? Mets are breaking open the game in the bottom of the seventh. Shea Stadium is moving, and Roger McDowell, with the help of Rafael Santana's brutal defense, has brought the Red Sox right back in the game. Now, Davey don't mess around. This is why I love Davey. You know, Davey Johnson, Pete, used to have this criticism that he doesn't manage. You know, just puts the lineup out there. He's got all these stars. He, he doesn't do anything. That is such crap. Okay, he don't manage. Davey Johnson said, with a runner on second and nobody out in the eighth inning, Cut, get over here, Jesse. Get your ass in this game. Go get me six outs, and let's call it a day. And here are the two plays that changed everything. Number one, he's ahead of Rich Gedman 0-2, and Gedman hits that slow line drive to Backman at second. And I think this may have been the play you're referring to, where Backman catches it and then very quickly tries to double off Evans at second base. Yes, Dang exactly. Man play. That's the one. Yeah, 100%. I thought I thought Again, if you go back, there's no really good angle of this replay. Did his hand get in there on time? I mean, Backman fired that ball super quick.
3: that yes. was, that was
2: Very quickly. I think he was safe, but you're right. Like we didn't see enough replays to really know, but monumental play because Gedman does the job of hitting the ball to the right side. Problem is it's in the air. So it's picked off by Backman, one out. Now the Red Sox are going to need a base hit and Jesse strikes out Dave Henderson, huge freaking spot. Now he's two outs. He's one out away from getting through it. Uh, what's his name, McNamara goes to his bench, goes to Don Baylor, totally agree with that, goes to his DH, there's no DH in the National League at this point, <laughs> it feels weird saying that, and he gets Don <laughs> Baylor to ground out, Santana doesn't F it up, good for him, and Jesse Orozco escapes the bottom of the eighth inning with the tying run sitting there on second base. Jesse Orozco, we know he showed balls in game six against the Astros, how about these balls? How about what he just did here? Runner on second, nobody out with a one-run lead, and he comes in, gets a soft line drive, a strikeout, and a ground at a short. Hell of a job by Jesse. Jesse, you the goddamn man. you the real MVP. you the real MVP.